0: well yes what's new with you i have covid oh so much fun i was i was like oh we can talk about this on the podcast and then i thought oh wait that's a hipaa violation no I, i'll have to i don't mind. I'll I'll have wait to nonchalantly <laughs>
1: It's not, not all that bad because I was vaccinated and boosted, but I, I woke up this morning. I'm like, I feel weird and sore. And then, then I went to nine places trying to find a test. And uh, when when I finally found one, of course, I was like, OK, yeah. And so it's great that I exposed myself to nine stores full of people. Yeah. It does seem a, a <sighs> little strange that, that uh, I made it this long. It feels like it's been forever. And then... It's like a week that i didn't even go out anywhere this week and i don't know who who gave it to me i have no idea yeah
0: i guess it would be kind of like if you were like a serial killer and you finally got caught you're like oh well it's just a relief i guess at this point Mm -hmm. i've killed so many people you go into the bathroom oh what have you done oh killed them all of course (laughs) rest in peace to a legend robert dürst the jinx robert robert is uh what is the what's the word survived by sir is it survived by i believe so his son fred <laughs> and i'm the first person to ever ever make that joke if 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 i'm sorry if you thought you did but i <sighs> <laughs> this is a bad start to the podcast. <laughs> hey, let's let's kick it off with just talking about COVID. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it's good fresh material. No, all right. Well, then let me do some
1: real stale shit about <laughs> Robert Durst. You think that they'll they'll get uh, Fred to to uh, write the obit? Uh yeah,
0: they'll. Be- what is his middle name?
1: Uh Joshua.
0: Robert Joshua Durst came into this world as a reject. <laughs> look look into those look eyes. into his dead those fucking eyes. Black <laughs> shark's eyes.
1: <laughs> Ooh. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk podcasts. Let's do it.
0: Do you have an idea for a podcast?
1: Yep, this one is called Bonds After Bond, and it's a podcast where we enjoy the films that uh, actors who have played James Bond made after they've left the Bond franchise.
0: Bonds After Bond,
1: because in general, you you've uh, you've been typecast as James Bond, but
0: oh. you're you're
1: you're big enough that you're never good. You're never going to be as big as you were when you when you were Bond, but you're still big enough that you can get movies made like Sean Connery, especially has a really interesting filmography after the, the bond films are over, but Roger Moore as well. Not so much Lazenby, but uh, even, even uh, Pierce Brosnan (laughs) appeared in some, some weird stuff that you wouldn't expect him to be in.
0: And, and Sean Connery is dead, right? Oh, we can't get him in something.
1: I know he retired. Like yeah, two he died in twenty twenty. Oh, he died. Okay, shit.
0: Hmm. Well, rats.
1: Yeah, we we <laughs> t- co- totally <laughs> kept bringing him. up bummers yeah, on this yeah. one, huh?
0: <laughs> Why did I even look it up? What's wrong with me? Bonds after bond. I like this because it feels almost like there's some pun there, but there isn't. Nope bros before hoes, bonds after bond. Uh, that's it.
1: I, I thought about naming it a, a special bond and then we, we could get like a, all, all of these actors, uh, one of their significant others or their uh, member of their family to uh, help us break down their weird, weird film choices after leaving bond.
0: What about broken bonds?
1: Oh you, well, a, let's start out a, with dead ass Sean Connery then. He's the most broken of the <laughs> bonds. Well, Blazenby might be dead. <laughs> There's no, I'm way, not to no Look, way to know. i it up. No way to
0: know. I've already done too much death on this episode. Mm-hmm. From now on, it's life. Um, I'm trying to think of what do you think is the biggest movie that a James Bond type actor did. After being James Bond.
1: I mean, I'd probably go with Sean Connery in The Rock.
0: The Rock? That's a pretty big one.
1: What about Mrs. Doubtfire? Mm -hmm. Had he even been Bond yet? Or was that the same year as Goldeneye? I feel like it might have been like one year before.
0: I feel like he was already James Bond. All right. So, oh my God, it was before he was James Bond shit well i to be honest i thought that man was james bond as a child i just thought that was i think it like they they, he and other people played him in movies he was
1: supposed to be james bond instead of timothy dalton so it was like a years-long thing where they're like all right he's finally gonna get to do it guys (laughs) yeah we've been wanting him to do it since 1988 it's 1994 it's gonna happen finally
0: yeah the the in this scenario, uh, Pierce Brosnan was COVID, and, and he was like, I was supposed to get an AJ back mm-hmm. in 2020 yeah. when they when they went on an all-day uh, binge drink, uh, axe-throwing <laughs> bike ride. <laughs> Somehow missed my chance, but now finally, after all these years, I got him. Bonds after bonds. What was what was Pierce Brosnan in after James Bond? The Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah,
1: and that's very bondy, but then then he's also in both of the Mamma Mia movies.
0: Mamma Mia. What the Mamma Mia and then just the second one's called Mamma Mia, two yeah, maybe something or does like it have
1: a funny. Here we go again, papapia. or something. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma Mia, Mia,
0: and then papapia, Papa Pia, yeah. and then the third one's called Baby's Got the Diarrhea.
1: <laughs> yeah. and uh, I, I'm I'm rooting for Meryl Streep to win, win her fifth Academy Award or whatever for that one,
0: for her breakthrough performance in Baby's
1: Got the Diarrhea. <laughs> Though actually, I think they might have killed her off in the second movie.
0: <laughs> God damn!
1: In Mama yeah. Mia*
0: too, they killed off.
1: I think Meryl it's, I think it's got a lot of flashbacks where they they show Meryl Streep's character when she was a a girl. And she dies. In I think a the flashback. movie is there that like all all of the uh, the the three possible fathers come back to the weird Greek island because she has passed away for her funeral. So oof, you oof. may be choosing life, but I'm going to bring you back to death over and over God, again. Apparently, I'm sorry, man. It's all around. Even us. a fun, lighthearted Abba musical.
0: <laughs> Jeez, Louise! What a. Oh, I was trying to think of other Bond movies or Bond after Bond. Uh, there is, of course, uh, the the Cannonball Run. Mm -hmm. has uh, Timothy Dalton playing a very James Bond esque character who enters the cannonball the cannonball race and he has like a little uh, Aston Martin with babes in it yep and then also uh, Jackie Chan before he was famous playing a Japanese guy in a computer car (laughs) What about Zardoz?
1: How did Zardoz do at the box office? I don't think it was a huge success, but it definitely wasn't a career killer. Which I honestly, as the years go by, I
0: like Zardoz less and less ironically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really not bad, not a bad film. It is a bonkers film. But I don't think, and who who
1: directed that? It was somebody who'd done something, not Zardoz. Well, uh, it it was it was not a big hit. Uh, it grossed one point eight million dollars on a budget of one point five seven million. So uh,
0: it was it was not a failure,
1: great. but not like a huge studio closing failure. Right.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, it was uh, it was uh, John Borman directed Zardoz.
1: Uh, refresh my memory it, on wh- what else did he do?
0: Uh, he was the director of Deliverance. Oh, yeah. The year before Zardoz. <laughs> he was like, everybody's like, damn, Deliverance. And he's like, but wait, Zardoz. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bonds after bond. Mm-hmm. All right. I have one. What do you got? This one is called. Well, at first I was going to call it. Here's here's your sign. But I think that. Maybe maybe we call it. There's your sign. Just so it it doesn't get mixed up with that. uh The song or the uh, Bill Ingvall stand up. I wanted to almost reference that, but not. OK, I want to. Delineate from that. Basically, this is my idea. Is um people love to put signs in their yards now all year long, like not just during elections. Mm-hmm. We have like signs for like vague ideas. I mean, maybe not vague isn't the right word. Black lives matter is pretty straightforward. Yeah,
1: that, that one, that one, lets you know what it means.
0: Back the blue.
1: I've uh, seen. I was thinking uh, was
0: a uh, well, some- boutique, I guess, is is how you'd put them. They're, they're taking single issues and turning them into yard signs that you can just keep up all year long. I was like, dang, that's a pretty good racket, right? We should just come up with issues and make yard signs that we can sell to people. But we'll have a, a podcast where we talk about the issue And then we come up with the sign for the issue. And then we direct people to our website where they can purchase these signs.
1: Okay. Yeah, I like that.
0: This reminds me, I think, I think it's coming up on a year since I registered the National Car Registry. Uh I probably need to stop paying for that. That's a good call. (laughs) That website
1: (laughs) (laughs) has not gotten much business so uh flip it over and start a new one and it's uh the yeah now yard it's yard signs, for,
0: yard signs for every opinion we don't listen we don't feel one way or the other we're just selling signs okay we've got all different all different colors of flag we can yeah. put any color line you want in there
1: And maybe maybe just uh, you need a sign to let people know you don't have a strong opinion one way or the other. That's an excellent sign to have as well. Leave me out of this. Put put that in the the yard.
0: You got (laughs) to... One neighbor has a Trump sign. (laughs) The other one has a Black Lives Matter sign. And you've just got one that says, I just want a grill.
1: (laughs) I know that uh, my mom has one and it just says try kindness oh i've seen that one
0: try kindness
1: and every time i see it i wanna i think try a little tenderness would be a better song yeah. it's kindness
0: with a wink that that kind bud oh yeah try, try that kindness you just hear the reggae music softly thumping from inside mm-hmm. the house
1: she's really good Mom? at her steel drum <laughs> That would be amazing if
0: you came home to visit your family and they had converted to Rastafarianism, like a reverse college experience. You're like old baby boomer parents S- switch to Rastafarianism. You come home for Thanksgiving and they're not celebrating and they just, they call you a clot. <laughs> <sighs> How was your Thanksgiving? Not good My parents kicked me out of the house
1: They said that I was a a bald head (laughs) They wouldn't buy any of my My new yard signs (laughs) That
0: that could be a yard sign
1: too Just a
0: sign that says It's okay if your parents Convert to Rastafarianism Parenthesis It happened to me If anyone wants (laughs) to talk about
1: it I don't know. Just uh, it's
0: in the it's it's in the Cool Runnings font. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, there's your signs.
1: Do you got do you got another one here? Yep. This one is called the best of the bottom shelf. And this is going to be a, a cheap booze podcast. One of our typical uh, review shows, but uh, we're going to pick like a price point that we can't go above and try to find something that we can actually make a tasty drink with. Okay. Mostly this comes from uh, living next to the uh, liquor store that is the (laughs) second run liquor store, the big lots of booze. And I will see things in there that I will think like, well. Um uh, sp- spicy honey rum that might be good in one very particular situation like let's 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 find a, a drink to make with that. I've recently had uh root beer bourbon and ginger bourbon. Oh yes, yeah um, had the the pineapple whiskey before. I think you had some of that i I do think
0: I have tried the pineapple whiskey. I um I just got some uh peanut butter whiskey that was it had a dog what was it called it had a dog's paw on it and and I just kept thinking like am I to understand that there's somehow this they're drawing a connection between peanut butter whiskey and your dog <laughs> like if you're do- <laughs> If your dog doesn't want to lick your balls, you get him loosened up with this.
1: What do you think the percentage is on dogs that like booze? Because uh, the dog I had growing up, there were a few times I tried to give her like a beer, and she would not drink it. She said no. Really? Yeah. That's
0: surprising. I feel like dogs would love booze.
1: I mean, yeah. we were given Spuds McKenzie commercials and it makes you think like, hey, it's just a good thing to occasionally give your dog a beer. They love it and they turn into party animals. Did
0: they ever show him drinking the beer? I feel like they probably weren't allowed to. I
1: feel like uh, Spuds McKenzie probably pre-gamed pretty hard before they started filming the commercial.
0: He's <laughs> just stumbling around.
1: <laughs> it's, uh, you know doing some backyard wrestling uh getting thrown through some some tables and whatnot they've gotta they've gotta go every morning-
0: uh, to uh Spuds's hotel room and he's just it like Spencer Tracy just naked passed out in the bathtub covered in his own shit and vomit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you think that they are allowed to say? That was how Spencer Tracy lived. Covered in shit and vomit. And I've made another bummer. (laughs) God damn it. I did not know that about Spencer Tracy. I think it was Spencer
0: Tracy. Again, not looking it up. I would rather live a lie than confirm another depressing fact on this (laughs) podcast. Best of the bottom shelf. What is the best bottom shelf alcohol are we are we counting? Uh, is this just spirits, or are we counting beer and oh, wine? We can
1: we can do the cheap beer. We can do cheap wine. We can just. Uh, we we have to pick <clears throat> an amount of money that you don't
0: go over. I just um. I just uh opened before we started recording this. Uh, it's a can of. Kirkland Signature Citra Hop Session IPA. <laughs> it's pretty good for a Kirkland Signature product. Mm-hmm. Way better than uh, that beer that they have at Aldi, that's for sure.
1: Oh, I haven't had the Aldi beer, but I always remember thinking that the uh, Trader Joe's beer was, and, and liquor was pretty strong. And I think that they're the wine
0: they have wine at Aldi sometimes too, and it's the brand is called the Winking Owl. He's like, hey, it's hey, listen, it's late enough. You can have a glass. <laughs> It'll help you go to sleep. Who's Are gonna you- have a problem with that? Who who amongst us hasn't needed to cut loose from time to time? <laughs> I, I won't tell anyone if you pour it on your balls and
1: let your dog lick <laughs> it off. I don't know. I don't. Would would the would an owl swoop in and just start tearing at my nut sack if I did that? <laughs>
0: you, just, you get you accidentally get the mouse flavored <laughs> vodka yeah. and pour it on your balls. <laughs> the fucking bird from Harry Potter just comes through your <laughs> chimney. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So <laughs> clawing at your groin. Then I gotta find my my balls the next day uh thrown up in a weird little pellet. Uh I,
0: I recently went to a bird sanctuary because uh my life is a Simpsons episode. And uh
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I had this realization on on my drive home this afternoon, I was like Growing up, I was always like, man, my dad is Homer Simpson, but my mom is Peggy Hill. And now I'm like, I think I'm Hank Hill, and my wife is Marge Simpson. (laughs) Like, she seriously is like, I just think they're neat.
1: (laughs) As far as uh, life uh, being like a Simpsons episode, every day at work, uh, I drive past the Louisville box factory and think about what it would be like to have a field trip there. Damn.
0: Oh, but, uh, yes, back to the bird sanctuary. Uh, they had, they had a bunch of injured birds that they were taking care of. And they were like, and here you, you can see some of the birds that we're nursing back to health. And we go into this room and it's just, you know, full of cages, but they all have like a towel draped over the front of the cage, you know, like a, like a kennel type situation. And I'm standing next to one and they're like showing this, this uh hawk or something that hurt one of its wings and behind me in the cage with the towel over it i just hear "Ah!" i was like what is that it was an owl it was a barn owl and it just had this ghostly white face and it was like it's all bristled up and it was hissing like crazy, and then another one heard it and started doing it too. And I just thought, my God, if I had a barn and I went in there, and that thing was like up in the hayloft,
1: making that that's where noise. they'd find my dead body. Yeah, just
0: b- burn I'd fall the, right off the down. ladder.
1: Yeah, we got to build another one. Make sure that we don't leave the. Well, barns have built-in open windows, don't they? Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to put like a proper window in there i think that they have a
0: window that you can open and shut and then they have like a little pulley right and you can hook that pulley and pull the hay up in there Mm -hmm. isn't that the hay loft yep it's been a while since i've been in a barn of course i mean i was raised in one as a child that's why i'm always leaving the door Yeah, yeah yeah
1: But I bet, ironically, uh, it's been so long since you've been in a barn. I bet there are a lot of uh, uh, modern uh, improvements to barns.
0: Mm, Perhaps some way of deterring owls would be a good one. My God, that it was scary. It was like something from a Japanese horror film. Not a
1: fan of owls now. Did, were they were they planning on taking that owl out of the cage or were they just like, these are all of our injured birds? they are in a lot of pain, so they make some scary noises. Check it out.
0: You know, I say that I'm not a fan of owls, but I did find out that there is uh, one kind of Eurasian owl whose uh, scientific name is Bubo Bubo. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty good.
1: Is that where we get the nomenclature for the the, uh, human breast of Hooter? Get a load of those boobo boobos. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's quite a set of
0: boobos you got over there. Honestly, that works even better than Hooters. They should open like a Hooters restaurant, but for uh, pedantic science nerds and call it boobos.
1: Now, I don't know how that's spelled, but but that sounds kind of close to boobol, boobols, like the uh, bubonic plague, the weird bumps that would uh, pop up on your skin.
0: Oh, I don't know how to spell that. I think it's like B-U-B-O-L-E-S. Oh, this is just B-U-B-O. Okay. B-U-B-O-B-U-B-O. Boobos Restaurant. And tiny print, it says, This is just a sting operation for, for Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> He's the groping scientist. We're gonna get him. Uh, yeah, we have uh, garlic wings and uh, honey trap. I'm sorry, uh, honey, honey pot. I'm sorry, uh, honey, honey mustard. <laughs> All right. I have another idea for a podcast already. This is called roast who. All right. And, uh, this, this was inspired by, uh, an experience I had at work. There's this old guy, uh, who, uh, is in like a, in an office where you have to go. Everyone has to like go through there. And this guy is, uh, He thinks he's Don Rickles. He is terrible at uh, making fun of people. Just, I mean, it it physically hurts. Like, my skin is trying to leave my body hearing him try to roast people. Uh, uh, He calls me Mr. Rockstar. (laughs) Good one. Uh, if I if I'm in there with anyone else, he says, "Well, there's the two balls."
1: <laughs> so, so is this a podcast where we get that guy? So we
0: try and teach people like that guy how to effectively roast someone based on their
1: appearance.
0: <laughs> okay. Also, one time, he he said to uh, one of my coworkers who had been uh, growing a beard. He said, and I mean, beard, that's an easy one. There is plenty of slam dunks for it. an office level beard joke. You got Grizzly Adams. You could just say the hangover. People would laugh at that. You know, you could say like, oh, uh, what are you a mountain man or something? Here's what he said to him. <clears throat> you look like you just came out of a cave eating a roast beef.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know <laughs> that thing that people always. I mean, I was with them, uh, as far as the cave went. Uh, you can do a better job than that, but you know,
0: yeah, mountain I'm man, really- it's a mountain
1: man <laughs> li- living in a cave, that's fine, but
0: caveman mountain man both things yeah but then the roast beef just makes it like a yeah but there's
1: there's an Wait, arby's he... over behind the cave <laughs> he's
0: got, he's got uh, uh, there's yeah. there's a racks inside the cave <laughs> it's the only rack still he's in eating existence eating roast
1: beef that has been past due since 1994
0: <laughs> it's like one of those uh one of those soldiers after world war ii in the south pacific who didn't get the memo that the war was over and he's still defending his his uh base from the gis like into the 1960s mm-hmm. But it's just the manager of the uh, <laughs> the cave racks roast beef. Anyway, so my idea was that we could take a look at the uh, just as a template that everyone has access to. The uh, the classic game. Guess who? Yep. So we could just take a look at these guys. And uh and then you could you could come up with some roasts for some of these fellas here. I'm looking. This is the uh, like the classic '90s. Guess who? We've got Alex. This one's a slam dunk. Hey, you look like Neil deGrasse <laughs> <laughs> Tyson. My man looking like
1: he's gonna honk your boobs with a moon vest on. Now i have I don't even see an Alex on here. I think you might have said sent- top left. Oh, did I send you sent me the. Oh, oh, I'm
0: sorry. Okay. He's third row down on the right. I believe. Did I send you? Yeah. Yeah.
1: You I see, see him Alex? now. I do now.
0: Yeah, okay. Freaking me out for a second. <laughs> He's, he's just exists in my imagination.
1: Okay. Um, as far as other people to make fun of, uh, it, it feels like uh, Max would be the sort of person to 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 declare things a spicy meatball. Hmm. Hmm.
0: I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking at Richard here. Looks like somebody uh, smushed silly putty on dr phil and then stretched it out um
1: Al- alfred is uh still recovering from uh vietnam and at least uh once every christmas will wildly uh, wave a handgun around and say you don't get it man like i say,
0: Cl- claire looks like she's gonna complain about your political signs in your yard but she also looks like she could secretly suck a mean dick
1: you think that about claire <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. wow yeah okay <laughs> look, at that. look at those lips <laughs> 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 this is little tiny it's it, it it's uh jarring to me how sad so many of these people look this
0: honestly this would also be just a great a great way to play guess who is instead of describing their physical appearance just uh, you can only ask questions based on <laughs> what you
1: think their backstory is. Do you think that uh, Bill was cruelly called an egghead his whole life, even though he has a lower than average IQ? Yeah, well, ooh, Bill, Bill is such a fucking
0: freak. <laughs> I feel like every game of Guess Who should just start with is your (laughs) is your person a bill type character (laughs) like if you saw that guy in real life you'd just be like hey get a load
1: of bill from guess who (laughs) yeah well you you might also just call him beldar
0: yeah he's like beldar but if beldar ran like a like fucking beer garden (laughs) It's like Be- Beldar the Chocolatier. His cheeks are so fucking red.
1: Yeah. Very rosy. And a- mm. another one, uh, he's got those uh, Claire-style lips. Like, he's, he's p- pouting. B- Some of the
0: people have pouty lips. Other people have, like, pouty into the side lips. Yeah.
1: And then there's, like, Susan up at the top, who has the, you know, those weird french guys who died last week you know who i'm talking about that have had insane amounts of plastic surgery they're like no. a uh like a cryptocurrency meme oh boy i've i do not know this
0: one all right um french guys hang on i'm just gonna google exactly what you said
1: it's the died. Bogdanoff twins. All right. That's B O G D A N O F F.
0: These aren't the guys who helped Jesse Smollett, right?
1: No. What?
0: What? <laughs> Do you think one of them was really into into getting plastic surgery, and the other one was like? Well, we're twins, I guess
1: I gotta look like him i I don't know i I do know that there are pictures of when they were at their the height of their success, and they haven't started that yet, and then oh. all of that stuff is
0: oh my trying goodness, to hang yeah. on to
1: fame in some way
0: jeez, Louise what the oh, they were anti covid.
1: And they both What does that mean? They both they both died of COVID with, within days of each other.
0: This headline says that they were anti their anti-COVID views, which I mean, is anyone pro-COVID? Is that a possibility? Could you just I mean at this point it kind of seems like the Biden administration is a little pro-COVID. They're like you should get it. It's cool actually. They're doing the doing the uh Billy Madison thing. Yeah, everybody who's cool gets COVID. (laughs) And there's like a 90-year-old woman on a respirator. If getting COVID is cool, consider me, Miles Davis. Anyway, that's Roast Who. The game, the show, I'm sorry, the show where we roast the people from Guess Who to help people who aren't good at roasting understand or, or maybe
1: uh if we pick that one uh let's have our listeners send in like a send in a picture of your boss we'll roast him this this can be kind oh, of like yeah. a, a smaller uh less people version of that reddit thing yeah
0: yeah if there's a guy at your office who's always trying to trying to serve you send us a picture of him and we'll we'll write some we'll write some real zingers it's funny because I get I get paid to write roast jokes, <laughs> but at work I'm just like, Haha, "Good one, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not gonna go in on this old guy. All right, let's let's go to the Podtron. Okay, folks, the Podtron 4500 is an artificial intelligence. We give it a list of the hottest podcasts on the charts, and it analyzes those names, and then it gives us a list of new podcast names that could potentially be as hot and as uh, exciting as those ones that people are already listening to. Podcast names like Girlfriends Keeping Doobie Safe.
1: Oh, that's good.
0: This is a good podcast. Girlfriends Keeping Doobie Safe. And who amongst us has not appreciated the tireless work of girlfriends mm-hmm. who are keeping Doobie safe?
1: Yeah. In their Doobie going safe. Going
0: through security at the at the Allman Brothers concert. Oh, yeah. Babe. He said, "Oh Let me see your purse for a second. You <laughs> have to keep Doobie safe. <laughs> it's funny that I said the Allman Brothers because it could have been the Doobie Brothers. That's a different story entirely. That was that when I dated that girl who was the security guard for the Doobie
1: Brothers.
0: <laughs> she had to bust rerun. He was making a bootleg tape yeah, of their he had concert. A,
1: a giant reel-to-reel recording equipment stuffed under his shirt. He just danced too hard; and it all fell out. Wasn't really
0: like they acted like she did something, but rerun was the one who outed himself there. And is that really keeping Doobie's safe? Uh, is the bootleg recording industry really hurting the Doobie brothers don't that much? I think so. And,
1: and I wish there were like, more bootlegs of concerts because it, it's diff- different than the studio album. And not every band puts out a live album like they used to. So- I remember
0: when I was a kid, i go to the record store. And they would have multiple different bootlegs of Pearl Jam concerts for sale at the record store. Like Pearl Jam was just cool with it. And you, so they'd have
1: like that's because the, Pearl Jam and the location sells the Pearl Jam records every one of their concerts. And like 24 hours later, you can buy a recording of that concert from Pearl Jam. Really? Yeah. I think Fish well, does something cool. similar
0: do you hear a cricket uh, no there's a cricket in my basement that's normal yeah that's in where, January, they, where, where they right? are yeah yeah just chirping away well that's not as cool I thought that Pearl Jam was just letting people record their concerts and sell it at Sam Goody but in, in retrospect that doesn't make a lot of sense so
1: But I I think that with your ticket, you get a copy of them. So I always thought of it as like somebody gets dragged along to a Pearl Jam concert and then they're just like, well, I'm going to sell this shit. Because I I, I don't think uh, it's like a thing where they're printing tons of copies of them. So when you're when you see like Louisville, Kentucky, January 14th, 2005, somebody went to that show. Got got it mailed to them after the show, and then there's like, "Well, fuck that! I'm 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 actually going to go down to a used record store and get some store credit for this."
0: Oh man, the old used record store. Not a lot of people come in the old used record store <laughs> no, these They day. don't. Why? Well, I remember back in the day, uh, we had an autograph uh, table set up with. System of a
1: down was in here.
0: Yes, sir. Those nice old boys.
1: <laughs> we had to set up the red velvet rope so the people would stay orderly as they waited in line at the at the record store. Oh, so yeah, you'd come
0: in you just wanted to get yourself a jar of sorghum. Sorry, <laughs> Paul. Mindless self indulgence is signing posters and CDs today. Well We we used to We, we had a little fellow He'd come in He he'd, We'd pay him a nickel He'd walk up and down the line outside Selling taffy to all the fans Of the insane clown posse <laughs> That's girlfriends Keeping oh, yeah, doobies safe I forgot safe. what
1: it was <laughs> Okay cool <laughs> Do you have one from the patron? I do. This one is uh the Disco Pigs. The Disco, the Disco Pigs. Pigs. I saw
0: when the when the uh patron was was slowly outputting the names, the Disco Pigs did catch my eye as it went past in the text. <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, the Disco Pigs." That, now this this does interest me. Because I feel like we could find this could be the search for the disco pigs. There was a lot of disco animal content put out in the 1970s. Yeah. Everybody's a fan of uh Rick Dees' disco duck. Uh-huh. And I did um when I was trying to find a theme song for uh the alligator annihilators podcast. This past week, I did come across a song called Alligator in the Elevator, and it is uh, credited to The Pigs Sing. That is the only song on Spotify. It is clearly from an album that looks like it was put out sometime in the 80s, from the looks of it. It's pigs, they're, they're surrounded by flies. And they are singing, but the only song that they're singing on streaming is uh, about an alligator in the elevator. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you think it's a but band that like uses a, like that 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 Babe technology, where it's a talking, talking singing pig in English?
0: Yeah, that you'd go to see them in concert. and Their mouths aren't moving. It's just they've got pigs on the stage. <laughs> they're clearly playing a recording. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you're like babe i'm gonna have to get that doobie early yeah. get it out of there <laughs> I need
0: to get the get the doobie out this this is not working i i can see this is the this is gruber's big solo and he's clearly eating an old rotten <laughs> apple <laughs> that's not him singing i need to be taken away to uh to a a world of fantasy that the the disco pigs are not delivering (laughs) for me but i mean yeah we had the disco duck record as a kid i had a whole disco mickey mouse record i think that we've discussed that before (laughs) they did a they did a parody of macho man called macho duck with uh donald um there was a just a song called disco mickey mouse it was, it was just very clear that a lot of people working for Disney in the 80s were really into cocaine.
1: <laughs> and uh, I think that pigs would be into cocaine, too. And that's going to be a part of this show, obviously, is we're going to give the pigs cocaine and see what they come up with.
0: We're going to give the dogs beer and the pigs cocaine. We're going to give the pigs cocaine and then we'll see which one of them writes better music. We come back in a week and it's like the. The dogs have formed like a Kiss-style band, and the disco pigs are uh, like Donna Summer. Mm -hmm. We have to call like a press conference, and we hastily go out and buy white lab coats
1: to try (laughs) and see. (laughs) We did (laughs) this as scientifically as we possibly could. (laughs) We gathered up on a stage we rented out
0: a, a stage at the, at the fairgrounds.
1: And then, then we just. There are a lot of uh, Bunsen burners going and bubbling up. beakers and we're, 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 we're feeding, feeding the, uh, the pigs and dogs. <laughs> it looks like science juice, but it's really just either cocaine or beer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We have a bunch of, yeah, a bunch of, we have one of those things that's like the, Two antennas with the lightning bolt going like, ngir, ngir, the Jacob's up, Jacobs it, you know, the Jacob's ladder. We got the we got the the ball when you touch it and it makes uh, your hair go up, like <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, "So uh, what, what? What was your scientific method?" We're like, "Well, we gave the dogs beer and we <laughs> gave the pigs cocaine,
1: and we told them they weren't allowed to share."
0: And and then that's it. We didn't even let them listen to me. They came up with a pretty close approximation to two of the most popular uh, musical genres of the 1970s. Uh, what we think this shows is that animals are stupid and about 50 <laughs> years behind the times. Yeah. We expect them to pass Roe versus Wade for pigs and dogs anytime <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got uh that that's the disco pig. The disco pigs, yes. I got one here. This is this is called Joe Rogan discussing medicine with the three amigos. (laughs) I was like Joe Rogan discussing medicine, I don't know. Oh, with the three amigos This one's going to be a little tricky to get. I think we do. I mean, we did just get a new show with Steve Martin
1: and Martin short and
0: Martin short, but they replaced Chevy chase with that girl from the Disney channel. What's her name? Well, not Chevy chase.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: That's all I know. So maybe we get, uh, what is that What is that lady's name? I don't know. I haven't watched this show. Only Murders in the Building. Selena Gomez. Yeah, it's where Selena Gomez, Martin Short, and Steve Martin are trying to investigate a murder that happened in their apartment building. But they all have a secret. Anyways, maybe we just get Selena Gomez to reprise... Chevy's role in the Three Amigos. It's kind of a. This is a. You know, people love a like a reimagined reboot that it touches on the original, like Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, what's it Afterlife. called? Afterlife. Ghostbusters Requiem. <laughs> Somebody's running a paper shredder right above. <laughs> Can you hear that?
1: I I I thought I was hearing some distant music. <laughs> so. It's like a spooky like somebody, somebody got the theremin out. Um,
0: Yeah, we just, you know, we do like a Ghostbusters afterlife, but for the three amigos and, you know, we can't get the whole cast back, but we get the ones that everybody loves and we get some hot new stars. Selena Gomez. Yeah, maybe we get Finn Wolfhard in there, too. People like him a lot, yeah.
1: and, uh, and when, then when you Joe say Rogan we can't the- discuss <laughs> <medicine with him. laughs>
0: and of course he's going to be like talking about marijuana, and uh, you know the COVID, and he'll be like, "Did you did you see um, did you see about this study that was done? They gave pigs cocaine." And dogs, they gave him beer.
1: <laughs> and then his producer's Bring like, show me, you have the three amigos here. Stop talking about the disco pigs. That's next week. It's
0: just... No, he's just interested in if there's any medical application for that science. Do you think
1: we could be giving humans cocaine and beer? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it would help them make disco?
0: we accidentally gave the humans cocaine and beer (laughs) and they just turned into van halen joe rogan discussing medicine with the three amigos is there any it's been a while since i've seen the three amigos is there any indicator that the three amigos know anything about medicine this might be joe rogan explaining what he knows you know, if you went back in time and met Hippocrates, considered one of the greatest yeah. uh, uh doctors of all time.
1: But I'd know more about doctoring than he does. Yeah, if I And I back. could be
0: like, Listen, fucker. Yeah,
1: wash your it. Sit down hands. and shut up, you old crusty yeah. stinkback.
0: I'd be, <laughs> I'd just be like popping out aspirins and he he'd, I would be worshipped as a god I'd be like here you have an aspirin you have an aspirin you have an they're all like oh my god my my entire life I've had a headache and now it's gone and I'm like now I'm gonna need some barley and some hops and the leaf of the cocoa plant <laughs> We, we are going to get this party started. Bring the pigs and dogs. This is an episode where I have just got stuck on one concept and uh, it's better than the first half where it was just death.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, if you feed a pig enough cocaine, it will die. So we'll have to be yeah, very careful. This is the,
0: yeah, there's a kernel of truth and everything. And I still have not gotten past death. I'm just making light of something that would surely kill pigs and dogs in real life. That's Joe Rogan discussing medicine with the three amigos. All right. You got one? I've got another one here. This one is
1: called uh, Hoarders with Matt uh, in parentheses. I'm going to be a father. Mac Hoarders with Matt
0: parentheses. Parentheses. I'm going to be a
1: father. It's like it's his nickname. M- is it McDonald? M A C Donald. Yep. Okay. You know, sometimes
0: there's a McDonald or a MacDonald hoarders with Matt, I'm going to be a father McDonald,
1: which uh hopefully the ho whor- he uh, Matt I'm going to be a father McDonald isn't a hoarder himself. Because that's not a bad, uh, it's not a good place to raise a little baby in. A little baby crawling through your little pig trails in your hoarder house, easy to get stepped on, easy to have something fall on them, trapped, trapped baby.
0: Trying to see who Matt McDonald is. There's a writer. Now
1: make sure you, you it like is uh, Matt, as in Matthew McDonald. It's not Mac MacDonald.
0: Mac MacDonald. It, Google said, do you mean Mott McDonald? That's never a good sign. Uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like... Oh, there is a film director. Uh, Looks like he's done a DiGiorno pizza commercial. <laughs> something, <laughs> something that sounds like it was made up by the Podtron called Assassin's Creed Unity Presents... rob zombies french revolution is that a real video (laughs)
1: game no rob zombies (laughs) presents the french revolution
0: rob zombie french revolution yeah
1: holy hell it's a video game and not like a a short film
0: Oh, it is a motion comic short film written by Rob Zombie. <laughs> I
1: mean, honestly, I would play the whole fucking game. Rob Zombie's French Revolution. The French Revolution featuring the devil's rejects. Mm. But uh, even if we, we have no earthly idea who Matt McDonald is, I think this is just a podcast that is a Uh. uh p- Parenting podcast for hoarders.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or it's just like the show Hoarders, but the host is this guy, Matt McDonald, and he's just very, very worried about the fact, like, at any time, he just keeps being like, yeah, so we're going to clear all this stuff out of your garage. Uh, I might have to duck out, though. My wife could go into labor at any time now. <laughs>
1: And he does. He keeps leaving, and the order doesn't really like. I'm, they aren't I'm getting sorry. any work done. They they yeah. won't throw anything away. And he's like, "You just clean it up yourself, and I'll leave the camera crew. They're gonna tape you." Like,
0: what should we do with all of these old magazines? Uh, just put them in the basement. I guess They're just taking them out of the garage <laughs> and put them in the basement. It's like I have a missed call. Is this the is, is this the doula's phone number? Ah. Oh. My wife keeps sending
1: me links to different cloth diapers. I don't know. Just pick one. I still don't see why we don't get the disposable diapers and just clean them really good and use them again.
0: And then he goes around to the back of the house and he sees a mountain of (laughs) disposable. Oh, that's why.
1: (laughs) Just give them a good hosing down.
0: They'll be fine. He's just looking at hoarders' houses and being like, yeah, that might have been a mistake bringing a child (laughs) into this one."
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) All right, here are our options for this week. We have Bonds After Bond, There's Your Signs, The Best of the Bottom Shelf, Roast Who, Girlfriends Keeping Doobies Safe, The Disco Pigs, Joe Rogan discussing medicine with the three amigos and harder's with Matt. I'm going to be a father, MacDonald. What do you think?
1: Um, I I like our, our first two ideas. I think we both came came out with the best ideas right off the top this time.
0: Like bonds after I mean, bond, or there's your sign.
1: Um,
0: yeah, I like both of those. Ooh, oh, it's a it's a tough one. What let's, do you let's think?
1: Let's do. There's your sign because we we've done a whole bunch of different movie kind of podcasts.
0: Yeah. Though I will have lots want...
1: of lots of time to watch movies this week too. So. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I will as well because they just announced that the schools are shutting down. Uh, they said at least until Friday. So who knows?
1: know. Oh, well.
0: But uh, yeah.
1: Well, let's, let's, let's leave it a little bit up, up in the air. It's going to be one or the other or some combination of the two.
0: So, yeah, folks, if you want to, if you want to hear, there's your signs. P.S. The last episode of we don't have a podcast yet recorded in my thirties. I'm going to, I'm going to leave all the death (laughs) stuff, but I'm going to cut that out. It's, it's too sad. People will be like, oh, it's cringe. This old boomer is making a podcast with his friend. If you want to hear there's your signs, you can head over to patreon.com. That's P-A-R. Why do I try and spell it? Why do I even try? Patreon.com slash we don't have a podcast yet. Sign up to uh, support the show and you will get access to every week's bonus episode where we try out the idea as well as the vault where we keep every past attempt at a podcast anyways we don't have a podcast yet i'm nathan p wooder i'm andrew james estes good night night